0: guys came by in a long cassock, and we thought we were going to get beat up. I <laughs> uh, rolled or uh, and he says, deal me in. And I never forgot that. Deal me
1: in. Welcome, everybody, back to Valdoco, the Slesian Family Podcast. I'm Father Steve. I'm Vicky. And today we have a special guest. Yeah, we are actually a podcast on the road. We are in New Jersey, Orange, New Jersey, and we have Father John here with us. And uh, Father John, it's great to have you.
0: It's a pleasure to be here.
1: So, uh, just... Why don't you just take this time a little bit, introduce yourself, who you are, where you're from, what you're doing now.
0: Okay, my name's Father John Nazaro and I am a Salesian of St. John Bosco. I've been a Salesian under vows for about 47 years and a priest for about 38 years. And I originally um, was born and brought up in um, East Boston, Massachusetts, where I met the Salesians at a very early age. But um, got to work with them, know them. I was a chef for the community. No way. Yeah. <laughs> i a lot of other things with the. So I go way back, and it's a privilege uh, because I learned the ins and outs before I became a Salesian. So um, I am pres- presently, after obviously a series of assignments in different places, I'm presently in Orange, New Jersey, where we have our Men that are in formation that go to Seton Hall, and we live at Our Lady of the Valley Parish, where we have um, the parish, the parish halls, and the rectory, and a former convent where we live in, where there's about 24 rooms. And we have uh, that's where we have our community of 20 people, and um, we share life together. And the men go to Seton Hall and share our community life together with our meals, our prayers, our recreation, and our enjoyment and free time together. So it's a privilege to be with them. I'm the director of the community. Within the community, we have a team of um, four others, some of them are elderly but are more valuable probably than they think they are because <laughs> they give a great influence of leadership and experience to the young men who really appreciate their presence. So it's a privilege to have a chance to share some thoughts and to be with you. Yeah, great. No
1: and we appreciate the the welcome you've given us. Um, because it is it is good I lived here for for three years at the beginning of my formation, so it's good always good to come back here. Um, and then to yeah to speak about your experience here which is uh which is good but before before we do that just to get to know you a little bit more mm-hmm. we just have uh three questions we have for you so go ahead vicky
2: so they're this or that i don't do them very well ever um but the first one is coffee or tea are you a coffee drinker or a tea drinker
0: i drink tea first mm-hmm. at about five in the morning and then i have coffee with the men after mass and prayers at about seven thirty. Wow. So by then I'm I'm I I like green tea. Okay. By the good way, for you. and they all make fun of it because I put milk in. Why? <laughs> Which is like a contradiction, <laughs> but and it looks like mud. Oh my god. <laughs> <It> looks awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a conversation piece. Something. I now. bet
2: it. it's a good way to, to do it. Uh, about you.
1: So yeah. then we have. Would you prefer to go to the mountains? If you had to spend a week somewhere, would you have to go to the mountains or would you rather go to the beach?
0: I would definitely answer that emphatically beach. Because I love the beach. In fact, last year during COVID, I took the whole community, the men in formation, and were able to um, get a beach house um, on Long Branch. And it was easy to get because it was in the winter and it was cold. (laughs) No one goes to the beach except. The Salesians of St. John Bosco, <laughs> and the guys even went swimming too. Oh my God! And uh, we had okay. videos of it, and they didn't look too good. <laughs> so they went in very, very um, colored, nice complexions, and they came out beat white. <laughs> <laughs> so they were, they were pretty cold, but it was a, a week of fun. So I it's like, like the, beach the beach, and they like it now, too, whether <laughs> they like it or not. <laughs> They're going to go. <laughs> That's awesome. Last question.
2: Uh, and then one more. Are you a morning prayer person or a night prayer person? Which is your preference?
0: Um, morning prayer person is easier because I like to get up early when no one's around. and thing, <laughs> those um, solutions. <laughs> and just pray by myself because once you're with the rest of the guys... Who's stomping their feet, who's dropping his rosary, who's, you know, barking or coughing or sneezing, so... Uh, yeah, it's community life. Community <laughs> life. Just <laughs> the way it is, I'll tell you. Sure was, uh... awesome. And I'm probably just as bad, so I, 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 I do preface it that way. So I don't make a lot of noise when I'm alone.
2: Okay. <laughs> Chapel etiquette and then just morning time etiquette. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Father.
1: Great. And so this, the theme of this first, this episode, this is the third episode that we're recording... I'm um, going through the Silesian spirituality a little bit, you know, the, what the oratory was, what Valdoko was, what the experience was and you know Damasco was was a saint who really created an environment that young people could encounter Christ and you know we go through these dif- different aspects or movements of this oratory of Valdoko um, and the first one that we really always talk about is this home, you know, this home that welcomes and I was praying about this, you know, over these days. And then last night, um, right before i going to bed, this kind of sentence came and this thought of uh, that a heart at home is open to encounter. So when, when somebody comes to us, when somebody arrives at our place and when their hearts can feel at home, at peace, that they're just more open to an encounter with other people, an encounter with God, an encounter with, with the different things of life. And so I think St. John Bosco had a really beautiful way of creating this home, creating this place, this environment where people, especially young people, could be at home. You know, they could be at peace, they could feel welcome, they could feel belonging. And that way they were more open to new experiences, they were open to speaking, they were open to um, to Jesus, to God, to, to the church, to sacraments, to everything that John Bosco really loved. Um, they were more open to that because they trusted, they felt belonging, they, they felt at home. So. That's kind of what we would like to, to kind of dive into, to lean into that idea of home, um, a home that welcomes, and uh, to kind of get your exp- your experience. So I don't know if you could kind of speak to that a little bit, your long years of being with the Salesians, both before you were actually a SDB, a Salesian of Don Bosco, um, but then throughout your life, maybe just to speak a little bit on, on this home, home that welcomes. Well,
0: I thank you, Father Steve. That was said very well. I think um, Any Salesian establishment, either the school or a parish or a youth center, is a place that welcomes. I'm one of the few people, I think I'm the only one, that grew up at the Salesian Oratory. And it was called the Oratory in the good old days. It's still on the front of the facade of the building, still says Salesian Oratory. So about eight years old, I had nothing to do, me and my brother's a year older, we went over to the Oratory and um, it wasn't open, so we're playing cards for nickels. And, um, <laughs> one of the guys came by in a long cassock, and we thought we were gonna get beat up. <laughs> uh, rolled, or, and he says, deal me in. Uh, and I never forgot never that, deal it. me in. I thought you know, we were gonna get in trouble, and this guy was right with us. He made us feel like we were doing nothing wrong. It was the culture of the inner city, and it was just a beautiful expression of welcome in its own way. Yeah. And once we got in the doors, we were the last to leave. <laughs> they used to have to kick us out <laughs> because you felt at home because of not just what went on inside, but just the the comfortableness, the safety, um, the caring, and uh, the prayer. Yeah. You know, we, we used to pray there and. Uh, when praying was considered, you know, something little girls do. And it's true. And we didn't weren't afraid yeah. to do that because we were together. And, and kids did it. Bigger kids did it. And um, it was a great opportunity for us to grow as young men because we had, uh, I had a mother that was very sick. She was sick for two and a half years in a hospital. And we went there. That was our home. And when my, my father knew we were there, he knew we were safe. He knew we were cared for. So that's my first experience of the Salesians being a place of home in that oratory, in that environment. Never thought I'd be a Salesian (laughs) because of, you know, growing up there with, you know, the things we dealt with, the gambling, the girls, and all the other stuff. But they didn't care about that. They cared about us. And that was the most important thing. It made no difference whatsoever. And my first experience of really caring was when I was 12 and I was leaving the facility at the Boys and Girls Club. And we found a young guy, teenager that was in the gutter and he wasn't moving. And uh, we went over to see one of the brothers and he said to us, you guys go home. I'll take care of it. The next day we found out he died and he died of an overdose. So as I got older, I went to high school, Salesian High School, that was uh, Savio at the time, uh, up the street. And I want, I was thinking, what am I going to do with my life? So I said to the guidance counsel, who was a brother, Brother George was his name, who really did take me under his wing and tried to anyway. And um, <laughs> I said, I want to work with drug addicts. And he says, you don't work with drug addicts. You don't save them. I go, what? He goes, you can't save them. You won't save many of them. you got to prevent them from being drug addicts. I said, who the heck does that? (laughs) And he goes, right here, Salesians. I said, oh, that sounds good. But I didn't think I had to take a vow of poverty. (laughs) 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 That was a little caveat I wasn't planning on. So I got a job in the summers, working at camp, working with the Salesians afterwards, cooking for them, and then eventually... You know, I just felt you can't. The pay wasn't good, so I just joined up. <laughs> so no, but honestly, it was. There was always a welcoming. I was at the dinner table. Uh, my family was part of the um, community. My sister was on the board of trustees of the youth center of the Oratory. Over the years, and that was the birthplace of not only the vocation but the thousands of kids. And uh, then I got the chance to go back as the executive director wow. years later, and it was so easy to raise money because people, you're one of them, and it's kind of like an inner city, but just to think of all those kids, and the kids all used to ask me, you came from here, you know, <laughs> you, know you talk like us, you know, you're a little more <laughs> you know, stuff like that, because it's an inner city, kids usually don't leave. Now, what we try to instill with the uh, men in formation is that same spirit of welcome. We that's number one. Kids come here in this community of Orange, and they'll come to get their uh, basketballs filled up at ten o'clock at night <laughs> with, with our pump, you know. And the kids bring them in. The guys bring them they give them a soda, you know. And it's it's just a welcoming our youth center oratory that we have on Saturdays. It's like that same attitude of Welcoming. Kids feel welcome. And they don't want to go home. Yeah. And uh, it's important to know that. But if we were open 24 hours, I think they'd be here 24 hours. <laughs> no different than when I was a kid. And that makes you feel good mm-hmm. because it continues. And so we want that to be instilled in these fellows who come from all different aspects of, of cultures. Um, different, but all the same though, because mm-hmm. we're Salesians. Yeah.
1: Beautiful. And I don't know, Vicki, if you felt you know, speaking to an SDB, a Salesian here, a Salesian mm-hmm. priest, um, but then you're, you know, kind of on the receiving end, a young person also growing up, going mm-hmm. to school, going to uh, now working for the Salesians. If you have uh, you know, something to add.
2: Yeah, I think it, I was trying to, while you're talking, I think the same experience of that it's a feeling, right? Because trying to pinpoint one moment um, that you felt at home, like it's just a continual, right? Like, I feel like when you were speaking in the beginning, what kept just I kept thinking about was, like, St. John Bosco is so smart. you know that. But that he put home first, that we build everything from home. And I think that's just what the Salesians do. Everything begins at this part of home. That's how, like, even now, working with, with young adults and, and kids in high school, that's the first thing they say. It's home, it's family, it's familiar. And that was my own experience, the same, that everywhere I went, that there were Salesians, it was still this element of home. It was easy it was familiar. Everyone was just there to be there, to doing, doing whatever work, participating in whatever prayer, um, whatever activity, it was just your home. And I think it, there's, it's a feeling, you know, it's so hard to make it this right. concrete, physical, okay, this is what happened, but it just, it's in the air. And it, I think that was, um, my high school youth minister, um, Said it. And she was like, The Salesian spirit is not something that you can teach people. It's something that's caught. Mm. Like it's in the air around you. And it's something that, like, just flows through people um, and just becomes part of them, you know? Um, but yeah, it's beautiful to listen to your, so how it's continued, that. you know, that you but feel. I it also, yeah.
0: And I also think, Vicki, that, like yourself, being a young person, most of the young people. That I worked with, a lot of them ended up working mm-hmm. in the Salesian mm-hmm. Youth Center schools, yeah. alumni, because it's contagious. Yeah. That welcoming spirit, that home spirit, and they fall in love with Don Bosco sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an easy catch because mm-hmm. he, you know, <laughs> he's so simple mm-hmm. and it's a simple thing. It's not complex. It's like, you know, he just robbed things from different (laughs) (laughs) spiritualities and he made one, you know. And and he didn't even call it like his preventive system. He didn't call it preventive system at the beginning. And then he started saying, hey, this makes sense. So he was a wise person, Mm -hmm. but he also knew kids. And it it becomes a, a connection with kids, you know, that's so important. I remember being in Florida and I was the principal and the bishop came to visit. Mm-hmm. And it was a boarding school. Kids were tough. These are the toughest kids you could imagine, I'm telling you. Most of their parents were in prison and stuff. And I was guardian of a lot of the kids. Anyway, the bishop's there with his little beanie and his things. <laughs> and all of a sudden, two of the kids go down the hall and they're belting each other. I mean, they're swinging at each other. And the bishop tries to break it up and they swing him around. <laughs> and you know, he just... And I said, oh, oh, Bishop, I'm so sorry. It's so embarrassing. He goes, you know something? He says, wherever I go, they give you like, they kind of make you feel like you're, you're special and everything. These kids are so at home with you Salesians that they, they don't mind fighting in front of them. <laughs> and they know they're going to get breaking up. But it's just so natural. He said, I don't see that. I see priests and brothers all the time that are distant from people and kids. You guys are at home with these. He said Mm -hmm. that. These kids are at home with you. I said, well, they are. There's no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. But I'm just glad that they didn't kill each other, you know. Mm -hmm. But he broke it up and Mm -hmm. he said, you know, I miss this kind of personal uh, relationship because it's always like get a nice dinner, Mm -hmm. do confirmation, go home. He said, but you're lucky. So he was envious of us, the way we had that relationship with the kids. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't put on. It was just natural. It wasn't like I staged the fight with the guy. (laughs) It was embarrassing in a way, but maybe it was God just showing us a little bit more affirmation of what Mm -hmm. we're doing right. Because sometimes I often wondered there if we were, because the kids were, that was a pretty normal thing there, you know. Um, So... I just share that as an example of that welcoming. And for even one of the bishops seeing that, and I think the Salesians, as well as people and young people, need to know they're part of something really special. Mm -hmm. And, And, you know, most of the times I look back, why did I become a Salesian? I fell in love with Don Bosco's spirit. I mean, it just, I saw Salesians that were like, you know, they would bleed Don Bosco. I mean, they were just there old and young with us watching us helping us sometimes listening to us and and healing us sometimes of all the wonderful things we did wrong (laughs) and i feel that to have a part of that is a privilege Mm -hmm. it's like a gift and i think not just in their memory those who've gone on before but we need these young men to carry the torch Mm -hmm. and learn from that so that's what i think is important that the men in formation See that same spirit and fall in love with Don Bosco and and just go at it you know with the kids as far as showing them the way presence being with them and listening to them and knowing that you know whatever they do wrong they have a chance of making a comeback and redemption mm-hmm. not being punished forever yeah so kids need that and they need it cuz they want to belong mm-hmm. yeah. amen and
1: something you just said kind of sparked something in me because you know, to know the way or to show the way. And not only just to show, but really to walk, you know, with our encounter with Christ, following Don Bosco, walking with young people towards heaven, that we are looking to save our souls, but also along the side the young, with, with the young people. And I think that's, you know, a beautiful thing. And one of the great aspects of this home is that we, we meet the kids where they are. Mm-hmm. You know? right. And that was exactly what that person did for you back when you were eight years old, playing cards for nickels, Deal me in, Mm -hmm. no, that is where you were. He met you there, but he didn't want to stay there. No, he didn't want to stay at that place on that street gambling or whatever you guys were doing, but to walk towards something, no, to walk towards heaven together with you. And I think that's, that's the aspect that I really love. The foundation of of a home that welcomes, meet the kids where they are, but that we're, we're all going somewhere, no, we're meant to walk together together. Towards sure. towards heaven and, and salvation of souls and mm-hmm. you know, everything that was so important in Damasco.
2: It opens everything. Yeah.
1: But he knew he couldn't stand at a distance and say, Come here. He knew he had to go and really live with the the young people. Love what they love, share what they share, and then to walk together towards towards heaven. So I think it's a beautiful but we also know that it's not easy, you know? And Damasco's oh, yeah. life was a lot of suffering, a lot of pain. So I don't know if you could speak to that the struggle you felt sometimes of uh of trying to build this, of seeing the vision of Don Bosco, of trying to live this, but the Well, I think that's a
0: very that. good far, Steve. That's an excellent point. Is It is in A Bed of Roses. Don Bosco said that. But, you know, Jesus suffered on a cross. So, I mean, you know, there was the whole idea that there is an element of sacrifice involved. But I think you got to stay with it. I remember this one particular new teacher that came in the middle. Now, if you know anything about schools, You enter a school in the middle of the year. And your young lady, pretty young lady shows up, taking one of the popular teachers' places because his family died and he had to move to California. So I hired this young lady, and her name was Patty. I'll never forget it. The second day, and she was a tough kid. That's why I hired her. But the second day, the kids put a stink bomb in her room. She was the... She was just devastated because she thought she had the world, yeah. and I pumped her up with the Salesian system. <laughs> and the kids are good, and they were tough kids, some of them. Well, anyway, I told Do You want me to know? I can find out who did it. But half the kids were involved, probably. But I told her, You got to stick with it. You can't. She wanted to quit. I said, Two years later, she was the Dean of Students. Wow. That's a true story. Wow. And she, 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 I said, you got to buy into the system. You got to persevere with us. You're, you've got so many qualities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she said, you're out of your mind. <laughs> yeah, these kids are crazy. And I said, they are. But, and after about six months, they grew to love her because they knew she was on their side. Mm-hmm. And even though that was a suffering part to go through that, she was a better person because of it. And, um, I look at that in my own life. You know, I've had tough situations, um, difficult, um, situations with kids and, or, you know, you have, um, situations where kids maybe bring weapons to school and stuff like you have to be tough about it. It breaks my heart. That makes me feel worse than, you know, some of the other things. I remember a lady came up to me one day and she said, uh, I was I was at the school for about a month, and I was the director. And she said, um, "Someone stole my kid's sneakers." And I said, "Really?" And she says, and she puts on my desk one of the sneakers. I said, "Well, what's that?" She goes, "My kid's sneaker. Someone stole his sneaker." I said, "Well, it's easy to find him. The kid with one leg." <laughs> she did not laugh, <laughs> and she began to berate me, and. I looked at her and I said, I don't even know you. I said, maybe give me a chance so you can grow to hate me. <laughs> and then she started laughing. And I'm thinking, why did I do that? That's insane to do that. She probably would have jumped over the desk and hit me. But she said, you know, I don't know you. Why am I? She was angry at her husband for buying expensive sneakers. Because <laughs> her husband said, if you ever have trouble with the kid, come to me. Don't go to her. So The reality is sometimes you put things in But She wasn't really mad at me, Mm -hmm. but I could take it personally. Mm -hmm. And I often think in my heart, Don Bosco did this. He didn't take it personally. Mm -hmm. You know, he took it, what's the greater good for the kids, and he would, would, you know, take a bullet for them sometimes, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, He had all that, those instruments in his life. So much so that when he needed help, he even asked his own mother. That's humbling. He yeah. said, hey, can you help us? And then when she died, who shows up? Don Rua's mother, who was Don Bosco's successor, mm-hmm. which a lot of people don't even realize. She took over the, the kitchen and all the craziness that went on in the school with the kids and stuff like that. They needed not only Don Bosco and his fatherly love, they also needed a maternal mm-hmm. aspect. Mm-hmm. And then Don Bosco said, hey, Got it covered. I got Mary Helper Christians. <laughs> She's going to do the job. And, you know, when you work with orphan kids, <laughs> I have to tell you, it's hard to believe, but it really works. Yeah. It really, really works. That's, a, that's not a substitute. Um, two kids were, two guys were in Miami, and one of them was with his family, and he was praying. He was about 38 years old. And they said, they prayed and he goes, Mary Help of Christians. And a restaurant, the guy at the next table with his kids comes over and he says, Hey, where'd you learn that? He goes, I <laughs> learned it at Mary Help of Christians School. I went there. They were like 10 years apart, mm-hmm. but they knew Mary Help of Christians. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they became friends. Right. They're both accountants. <laughs> and, you know, it's amazing that they, because good, of yeah. that, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of connections in this world. Yeah. And it's a big operation, bigger than, than us. And when you know that, what you have to sacrifice is you make them easy. Yeah. It's easy. I hope that was... Oh, yeah, beautiful. That was good. good yeah. <laughs> that.
1: And it, yeah, it brings in just the family aspect. And it, this mm-hmm. is one of the reasons for the podcast. No? I mean, it's a Slesian family podcast. We'll be yeah. going around to speak to different uh, members of the Slesian family and to, to recognize it's a family. And we have priests and brothers and sisters and lay, lay collaborators and young people and that this foundation is home, and and home is filled with family, and we have to build on that. And ups and downs of life, the joys and struggles and everything, but uh, to recognize that.
0: But we live a family spirit. Exactly. In fact, one of the older priests, uh, he was driving me crazy at prayers. So he's. You know, he, he used to put cough drops in his mouth and he hit his teeth. <laughs> you know, we had five people in the community. He's banging away with his teeth, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like doing that at meditation. So it went on for about three months. And I wow, said, "Wow, there's a lot of patience." And I said, "Listen, I got to put have patience. I got to like Teresa LeSueur. I read her book, and the nun was banging her rosaries on the pew, and she could put up with it. I can put up with him." But it got to the point where, like, the other guys are going, you know, come on. (laughs) So finally I said, Father, can I see you after breakfast? And I said, uh, he goes, well, I want to see you too. So I said, well, why don't you go first? And he says, well, let me tell you something. You're one of the most annoying people at meditation. (laughs) You know, you you get your teeth and you, you make noises and you clean your teeth and then you blow your nose and you shuffle your feet. He says, well, what did you want to see me for? And I said, nothing. I just didn't have the heart to tell him. I was more annoying than he was. I didn't even notice it. And and maybe maybe it was true. Maybe it wasn't. But I just said, that's community life. Mm -hmm. That's family lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You got to put up with each other. Just like a husband and wife got to put up with each other. In compatibility tests, they're never 100%. There's always 92% is the highest you can get. Believe me, if you had some, two people that are totally 100% match, they probably won't get along <laughs> because <laughs> opposites attract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There has to be something to talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're bothering
2: me. It's the dinner conversation <laughs> tonight. So then for both of you, um, how do you try and live out then that, that home that welcomes? So in your day-to-day life, so father as a director and then father Steve, new priest, a lot of
0: jobs under your well, hat. You go first, new priest. New I'm going what to say. <laughs> 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 What's the, the meaning with the
2: director called?
0: Randy Can'to, friend uh, of the chat. <laughs> call friendly chat.
2: Friendly chat. I'll mediate. <laughs>
1: uh, I think for me, it really begins um, one mentality. I mean, to have a foundation in prayer for me is essential. You now, if I I know when I have a good meditation in the morning, when I have mass, when there's a good foundation of prayer, then I can accept my own weakness and I can accept the, the weaknesses of other people um, and just be patient. But I think for me, it's really I've come to love to smile. Like I think smiling is something that we can choose to do and that we can greet people with a smile uh, because it does let people's guards down that we can just meet each other on a level that is that is more human. That mm-hmm. is, um, And then, yeah, just to to start with that, but always recognizing that we we have to meet them where they're at. Young people, old people, everybody that we meet has a story. They all have struggles, they all have weaknesses, they all go through things. So to recognize my own and then to meet people in that way that is just accepting, like we're here now, you are who you are, I am who I am, this is where we are. But then to have a conversation and a friendship that grows that hopefully we go where we're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. We are supposed to be in heaven, we're supposed to be in the image and likeness of God and we both have to grow in that so to to speak and to converse and to spend time Uh, but i think day to day is pray and smile for me those are big things for just to keep in mind because it's easy to forget to pray and sometimes it's easy to go through the day with without a smile and just thinking about all the things i have to do or the struggles or the things i messed up or whatever Um, but if i can if i can pray and i can smile i think i'm on a
0: on a good road for, for this home yeah, I totally agree with that, it, with the addition of the virtue of humility. Yeah. you got to be humble, mm-hmm. you can't be afraid to do nothing. You have to do the most menial tasks, Don Bosco said. He wanted his sons to be able to sweep the floor, clean the bathroom, and then have dinner with a prince at night.
2: Yeah.
0: And I believe that. I believe. Humility is so important mm-hmm. in community. Prayer, obviously, but you know, you live long enough, the prayer kind of seeps in. You could have times when you don't pray enough, but you know, if you live long enough, you know, and and you know you're closer to the eternal kingdom, you pray harder. (laughs) But um, truthfully, humility. If I can teach these guys anything, it's humility. Kids recognize that. You're rubbing elbows, you're painting with them, detention hall. I used to have the kids paint things. I painted it with them. They didn't forget that. Mm-hmm. We had so much fun. Mm-hmm. It was too much fun. That's Pretty why. Pretty intense, right? yeah, <laughs> Kids would volunteer. <laughs> but the reason why I say that is, we should do anything. We clean mm-hmm. the. We don't have a maid. Most of the communities, very seldom do you have someone that cleans the dishes and stuff. We do it here. Mm-hmm. We did it in different houses I was at. Why? Well, we might be able to scrape up some money and and hire someone, which might be a good thing to give someone a job, but it's also witness, you know? So these guys, we all have a job. They all take care of the house. You know, we don't have a lady going around roughing their pillows and stuff (laughs) because it's good witness, but it's Mm -hmm. humbling Mm -hmm. because some of them, you know, have lived in different situations from poor to rich. We have the soup to nuts, I call it. (laughs) And we have guys that really had a silver spoon in their mouth. And some guys, you know, this is the best they've ever seen in their life, you know? They know where their meals are coming. Mm. What I experienced was poverty. When I was growing up, we had nothing, but I wasn't poor. Mm -hmm. And I learned I wasn't poor once I worked with young people who didn't have anything. Mm -hmm. When we used to give the kids supper, when I was at a youth center, we'd feed about 300 kids. And I saw those kids, that was their meal. They were not going home to get a meal. I never had that experience Mm -hmm. in my life. My Mm -hmm. mother would rub two pieces of macaroni together. Mm -hmm. And we never thought, when I was going home, I wasn't getting fed. We didn't get clothed that well. We didn't have a lot of things, but we certainly ate, you know. Whatever. Yeah. But these kids did not know where they're going to get their next meal. And you could tell by the way they eat.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That made me appreciate so much the gifts of our family on earth, our religious family, and the brothers we live with. We're called to work with the poor and abandoned youth. It's got to come from the community, yeah. it isn't from individuals. So any work we have here in the community like Father Tom goes to Felician College. That's an extension of these guys' work.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Even though they may not go with him, all of us together, all together, we don't do that. You know, One of the guys had Theology of the Body. He's running at Seton Hall. Mm-hmm. That's an extension of all our work. Reconciliation tonight. Two guys are going for reconciliation at St. Teresa's Parish, where the sisters are. Mm-hmm. I have an anointing mass on with the Caldwell Dominicans who I knew as, as a kid and growing up because they used to come to camp in new hampshire um you know we do a lot of things but we don't do them as individuals we do them as a community Mm -hmm. and if you don't see it that way you're not humble and that's what we got to teach
2: we um i think we we take on a similar spirit i mean obviously you guys are doing it in your everyday life but when we have our the salesian leadership retreat when we ever have our core team for esl for empowering salesian leaders and on gospel roads that's a Continued part of formation for the core team is like you're doing whatever job, like anything you have your task, right? You're the tech coordinator, your logistics, you're the director of the program, but it's always the simplest jobs are really important. And if the kids see you doing that job, they're going to they're going to do their job even better. And they're also they're going to pick up and they're going to help the next person pick up and all of these things. And I think it's it's solidarity and community. And I think that does help home feel like home because you have this belonging and also a sense of ownership over wherever you are. Sure. Um, and I think that's beautiful. That And I think that, that comes from that witness, from the Slesians in charge, um, you know, the, the people that are coming from the top down, right? But then also at the bottom, the ones that are serving alongside, right. that it makes all the difference that if they're also doing it, it's going to make the core team more likely to do it, the young team more likely to do it, the participants more likely to, to join in and be a part of it.
0: Yeah, those leadership retreats. You, know, I you want back, to come on? You want to come on? I've, I've done my time. You But you know, I look back on at there's at least five. Well, we used to take the kids for mm-hmm. ten days mm-hmm. when I was in Louisiana, and we'd take them to New Jersey, New mm-hmm. York, then we'd go to the lead, then we go to Boston, and then we'd fly back yeah. to Louisiana. But we got four vocations. Four wow. people wanted to join just because of what they saw. Because wow. you get the you get the visual not only of a retreat with kids, mm. but kids from all over. Yeah, and the Salesians are mm-hmm. all over. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not just in Orange, New Jersey, at New Rochelle, or in New Orleans, we're all over the world. And we got one of the guys here. Just two years ago, he was here with me. He's going to go to the Congo. Yeah, I mean, you know what that makes you feel like? And one of the guys that's in Zambia, I had him before. And he always emails me about things he needs this and that. I'll give him anything he wants, obviously. But <laughs> the point I'm making is, what? A, God, it's so big. Mm-hmm. You know, he's in Zambia. We got to look at a map <laughs> and check that out. You know, there he is. You know, because most people where I came from didn't have a clue where everything was. We were ahead. we were packing up. Um, these uh, desks from a school, and we were putting them in a container for the mission office. And I had 10 of the kids doing it with me in East Boston. So one of the kids wrote a note on the desk, if you want a good time, call so-and-so. So So I said, you know, these desks are going to Cambodia. (laughs) And the kid goes, Cambodia? I go, do you know where Cambodia is? Now, the kid's 18 years old. He goes, of course I do. It's below Texas. (laughs) And I said, what? (laughs) <laughs> and sure, yeah, it's below Texas, that little that little state there right near Mexico. I go, it's like- Cambodia? <laughs> so, you know, we're big. Yeah. I, I showed them on a map. Whoa, that's where it's going? Mm-hmm. They have no idea. And when you know it as a Salesian, you feel like you're something really big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even though you're not in every place. You got like family everywhere. A, it's mm-hmm. an extension. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an extension, you know. Mm-hmm. I had two kids got married and they went to Turin. Their honeymoon. And I told them when you're there, if you see Don Bosco's name, knock on the door. And I didn't speak a word. Of, they didn't speak a word of Italian. So I said, "You're always going to be welcome." And I'm saying, "Why did I say that? What if the guy?" You know, <laughs> this is crazy. Well, here. the kids, came, they, the two of them, came, first thing they did, they came back to me and they said, "You know, <laughs> we saw, uh, you know, a uh, Sardinian, you know, and all this stuff, and we went in, and the guy gave us biscuits." And, and this terrible coffee <laughs> and he just, he knew a little English and he was talking to us and we said, you know, we went to a Salesian school and all this, the both of them did. And they, and the guy, oh, we are part of the family. And he, they said, it really works. And I said, God, <laughs> I was thinking, you know, they probably get this old guy that swims the door. <laughs> it's like, <in laughs> but it's true. And they felt, hey, it really is true, mm-hmm. but it is. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, mm-hmm. you, you pray hard enough, you work hard enough, you appreciate what you have, and you're humble enough. You go to bed with a clear conscience, and you offer it to the Lord. And that's all there is to it.
1: Amen. I think okay. that's a good way to end right mm-hmm. there. So I appreciate Father John for your time. Um, it was yeah, it was great to to enter in, and mm-hmm. I think one of the things we really try to do is that this is a spirituality that can be lived. Now that it's not meant just for the SDBs, the priests, or the brothers. That this is a spirituality, a gift to the church um, through Don Bosco. It's a gift. For, for people to live. It's a, um, yeah, a daily life that we can live this, this welcome, this home that welcomes. Um, so we encourage, yeah, we encourage everybody to put, a little, put into practice, make this make this world a little bit more homey. And,
0: uh, it's a homey. Yeah. <laughs>
1: we'll just finish with a quick, quick prayer. And uh, we just ask the Lord to, to really bless this house, um, this house of formation where we have our young priests and brothers in training um, and for the whole staff here, but the whole entire Salesian family, that we may grow in this virtue of humility, that we may grow in this virtue of of providing a home, uh, being humble enough to meet the young people where they are, to meet the other person where they are, and to to walk together um, so that we have this home as a foundation that we can truly encounter the living Christ in this home. And so we ask the Lord to, to bless us, to keep us, to guide us, and to continue to inspire us with His Holy Spirit. And we ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. John Bosco. Pray, pray for, for Saint us. St. Mary Mazzarello. Pray for, pray, us. pray for us. Mary help Christians. Pray, pray for, for us. name the for us. Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. 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 See you next time, everybody.
2: Bye.
0: Take
1: care.